Welcome to Impact the World. For this episode, we bring you the audio of my monthly energy update, which is delivered to YouTube every single month. You can find the video version of this at my channel, Lee Harris Energy. And if you hit subscribe and the notification bell, you will always be notified when the energy update appears. We hope you enjoy this audio version of the energy update. Welcome to the update for May. I am thrilled to be able to be doing this from England this month. I'm here in the southeast. Uh, so while I'm traveling, I'm just doing this one a little more on the fly than usual. But it's good to connect with you all. And I hope you're all doing okay. Certainly the waves of the world continue. Before I get into the themes of the energy update, I will be doing a masterclass on boundaries on May the 21st. I'm doing this live because we haven't been able to be in person for a few years with workshops. So even though I'm doing it live on May 21st, it will still be all completely pulled together as a video teaching broken down into modules. So if you can't make that date, but you're interested in the Boundaries Masterclass, stay tuned to the end and I'll play you a bit more details about it, or you can just go to the link below this video. But for now, let's dive into some of the themes that are going to be showing up in May, but also for many of us already with us and within us. The first big theme that I was given is the chrysalis of fragility, the power of reckoning with fragility and letting it reveal new strength in us. So this can show up in many different ways, but I think most of us will agree that fragility has been something that we've been having to deal with on both a global scale and also a personal scale over these last couple of years. And the messages that I was given about fragility is how fragility, when we really land in it, when we feel more fragile about our life or about relationships in our life or about the world situation, after we've gone through layers of fragility, it allows us to re-emerge with a new strength. We come out the other side with a different perspective, a different way of seeing life, a different way of being in relationship to life. And so in a way, this shaking of the tree that we're all going through right now and the fragility that has arisen for so many in so many different ways is actually allowing us to move on to new strength. So you might be feeling the fragile nature of the world. You might have had some real bumps of late in personal relationships or your life situation that has either put you in a more fragile position or has brought to the surface feelings of vulnerability and fragility that you either previously haven't had to deal with or weren't comfortable enough to deal with. I know many of us were discouraged from vulnerability and feeling our fragility, but there is such a power in that feeling. It's very healing. And even though it can be very uncomfortable when we're going through it, especially if we're not used to it, if you can hold space for the moments or the hours or the days where you're feeling a bit more fragile, if you can let the feelings move through you, if you can express those feelings, 
Sometimes writing down on paper helps. Sometimes a good listening friend can help with that. You'll start to move and unearth some of the deeper vulnerability inside you that can become great strength. Usually the most empathic and strong and wise people I've ever known have gone through some serious dark nights of the soul. So if you look at what's going on collectively in the world right now and how many of us are going through those cycles, you'll see that the fragility of everybody's feelings or the state right now can actually lead to a new strength. So that ties in well with the second theme of the month, which is shaking the tree of identity. If you've been around my work and these updates for a couple of years, you will have heard me many times talk about the identity shift that we're going through. We're going through it globally, so we're also going through it personally, that's how it works. But this is gonna be particularly strong, not just in this past month of April, but in the month of May. So shaking the tree of identity, asking yourself, who am I now? Or who, who was I ever? Can I even answer that question? Who is this person that I thought was my best friend for so many years and why are things breaking apart between us? What about the dream that I had that I either have now achieved and feel a bit lost in or the dream that I thought I wanted to move towards that has now changed? So many of us were taught to feel safe in our identity, our sense of identity. Perhaps we're somebody who has always taken our sense of identity from the outside world and whether people praised us or criticized us. And that informed how we started to think about ourselves. So again, this goes back to the global shakeup that we're going through right now. Shaking the tree of identity for you might be a very big theme. And one of the most common experiences we have when we're going through an identity shift or an identity crisis is that we can often feel like we don't know who we are or where the ground is anymore, and it starts to make us nervous. We can become very afraid that the old way of being or the old program is no longer with us. My offering to you is, can you sit in the possibility of what will birth next? We're very aware of the energy of grief, and it's one of the energies and emotions that we fear the most. None of us want to lose people we love or things or, again, lose our sense of identity because our relationship to people, places, things holds us in place as who we are. And we're now going through a far more unstable time where all of that is concerned. So it asks us to figure out for ourselves, who am I in this moment? What do I want in this moment? What can I give in this moment? And so many people right now are going through that. It's kind of amazing when you speak to people and ask them those kinds of questions. How many people are just feeling, I don't quite know which way to go anymore. It's okay to sit in that place. We're in that in-between space as both a world and for many of us, our personal identity. And that's a wonderful, wonderful time to be able to come back to, well, I'm here in the present moment right now, I'm alive. And that much is, is everything I can be certain of. So there's an incredible potency in an identity shift. So if you're only feeling fear or grief or panic about your identity shift, do try 
and devote some time to bringing in the higher vibration of the possibility that you're creating by breaking down some of your old habits and patterns. Equally, Shaking the Tree of Identity, this theme this month, again, makes it really, really supportive for you to perhaps take quantum leaps in your attitude, your behaviors, your actions. If you've been wanting to perhaps exercise more for many, many months, May will be a very supportive month where you can actually take action on that because identity shift is in the air. Higher wisdom. Higher wisdom is is theme three and the message was the importance of finding higher wisdom within ourselves and others or creating and seeding it in the world. And I would argue for most of us, it's all of the above, depending on the moment, the conversation, where you're at in your life. Higher wisdom is incredibly important, especially right now when we're at this very polarizing time, particularly with the infancy of technology and information starting to, in some ways, supersede our own innate wisdom, our own intuitive sharing. And if you look at the last couple of years, how so much separation has happened between people. And there is an incredible wisdom in the body. You know, recently been spending time with friends in person, and it has been so nice to remember that incredible body connection that you get when you're with someone else. And you can feel so much information when you're sitting with someone rather than through technology. So one of the things that we have to really, really be good guardians of now is maintaining our higher wisdom. You know, I'm standing here by some beautiful trees and they all have this incredible web that they use to communicate with each other and to be in response to each other. And so it's really important that we start to cultivate that among ourselves again to find ways to be with people in person, to connect with people in person, be with people who are uplifting for you, find higher wisdom outside yourself if you're struggling. I know for me, on the days where I'm feeling like I need to reconnect with something higher, it's so helpful to, if not speak to a friend or to do some channeling for myself, to listen to a, a podcast, for example, will kind of re-plug me back in. So. It's not to say that technology information isn't, uh, isn't good in many ways. It's more a reminder for all of us that what we have to be really good guardians of in this period, particularly in this period of history, is to remember to stay connected to each other on a human level and the higher wisdom that we all have to offer each other. I'm always, always reminded how important each of our roles are. Each of us have different gifts, different talents, different roles, but we all need each other. We're here as a group and we're in formation to each other as a group. So find ways to connect with others, particularly if you've been lacking actual connection with other people. That's very important. But at the very least, if you're finding yourself going down a lot or interfere, this is the time to really plug back into higher wisdom. And initially, if you plug into higher wisdom sources outside yourself, that can bring it back for you. And you can start to tap in again. And as we say in England, start to see the wood for the trees. It's very important at this time to keep calibrating your clarity because there are so many calls to uh, confusion, 
disassociation at the moment. So be mindful of that. And also I know many of you are out there seeding that in the world, that that's your mission. This is the time where you are really ready to share where needed. And so those of you who are out there as bastions of higher wisdom for others right now, that's wonderful because you are helping them to plug into their own. That's all any of us are ever doing. We're just reminding each other who we are and the fact that there is a home within all of us and we're all connected to that if we allow ourselves to remember that truth. Fourth theme is third eye confusion. And uh, I'm laughing because I think many of you, oh, I've always been confused about how my third eye works and I get it. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting one uh, to come to from a very human level. So third eye is that part of us which can connect to our visionary mind and our visions for the future and our intuition about the world or about people around us. And it can be confusing when you first start working with your intuition or your third eye to know, well, is this real? Am I imagining this? Am I making it up? That's always one of the challenges as you go through these developing stages with your third eye. The reason this is going to be important for you to pay attention to this month, especially if that's the place you're in right now. Visionary and healing timeline energies are accelerating. And what I mean by that is basically there are timelines available to us all of the time. So for example, I'll use myself as an example. There could be three different possibilities for me today, depending on how I feel, what I think and the actions I take. I could have three different levels of day. I could have a tough day, I could have a good day, I could have an amazing day. So there are these three possible timelines for me that are all moving and shifting with me. It's not that there is just one path set ahead of us that we have no influence over, quite the opposite. So at the moment, because the world is in this massive acceleration, and I'm talking energetically, but of course, if you look at the world right now, for many of us, we don't recognize the world as compared to what we were seeing a decade ago. Why it's important to recognize third eye confusion at the moment is not everything that you're seeing in your third eye is going to come true, is something that you need to act on, but there is an enormous amount of visionary healing going on right now. So in conversations with the Z's, this audio series I've been doing recently, the Z's talk about my guides who I channel they talk about how much work we do in our dreams at night. They say that at night when we go to sleep, our soul gets very active and it can take care of things that we would otherwise need to experience in our daily life on a human level. It can give us a fear-based dream to move some fear out of our system so that we don't carry fear into our day the next day. This is what is going on right now with the third eye, especially if you are open on a third eye level or you are a visionary. You might be having some quite trippy visions and experiences and thinking, what the hell was that about? But there's so much healing right now going on that if you are someone who enjoys working with vision, third eye, intuition, don't be too surprised if it's very, very active. And if part of you is thinking, I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do with this, let it wash through you. I always say, don't act on an intuition unless your body feels ready to follow through. 
many times myself and many others among us have acted on a vision because the vision told us to do something. I did that so many times in my first 10, 15 years of, of being open to my intuition. And actually what I learned is, no, no, you wanna wait for the body to be ready too. And if the body is giving you a big no, don't do anything. So if you are a very visionary person and you're having lots of fast healing, or perhaps for you it's showing up in super active dreams, which is the more normal way of it happening. But right now we're having more third eye daydreams than ever before. Then ground. If you're finding it overwhelming, if you're feeling a little bit, oh, I don't quite know what's going on, get to the nearest park you can or go to the nearest garden you can or nature is so grounding for all of us. And so if you're able to do that, do that. And if you can't figure out the other ways that work for you, there are so many ways to ground the body, earth the body, or even just move the body and dance and let the energy move through you a different way. Because I know this to be true for many people who are visionary, uh, there can be an overwhelm with everything that's going on up here and we can forget about this. This very physical, beautiful body that we all have that needs our care and our tending to and it needs to be physical. So if you are somebody who is very visionary and you're having an overwhelming time right now, start taking a walk once a day around your neighborhood for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, just to give your body a bit more balance because that's one way to ground it all. Number five, building bridges of the heart. So the message here is the world is out of whack right now. So share love when and where you can, it's vital. If someone rejects your heart action, move on. So we all love in different ways. Some of us love with warm and fuzzy words. Some of us love with actions towards other people. Oh, I'm, I'll cook a meal for you because I can see that you're feeling down. Or There are so many different ways that we love, but at the moment, the world really needs to feel and experience more love from human to human, especially because so much division has been sown over the last two and a half years among us as a people. So where you can offer love and where that love is received, give it. The reason I specify where that love is received is quite often you can get upset or wounded when people don't receive your love. And yet the truth is not everybody's in the mood for a hug or for you to be nice to them or to be kind to them. And I know that seems odd maybe to you, but we never quite know what's going on in someone else's life and we might not be the person to offer them love. So by all means, love the world as much as you can, when you can, without doing it at the expense of looking after yourself and maintaining your own boundaries around your heart. Because if somebody tells you, no, I don't want your love today, trust them, listen to them, believe them. Now, sure, if it's your child and you know that they're just fighting you a bit and then eventually they're going to surrender, then find another way to offer your love to them because love is never anything that we should force on anyone else, especially if they tell us they don't want it. But I'm speaking to those of you out there right now who are like, yeah, I'm, I kind of want to seed the world with a bit more love and I've got the energy to do it. Now is a really good time and you'll notice how in most cases, hungry and grateful people are for the love of one another. I'm always over the moon when I see anybody loving on someone else in any way. I was recently with a guy, a really lovely guy who um, has been a, a chef in many, many, many countries. 
and he was talking about how good everybody is. He said, you know, I've always stayed away from the politics of things or all of that stuff. He said, I can't, I can't necessarily affect change there, he said, but I can do what I can to help and serve the people that I'm around. And, you know, that not that the, the message for all of us? We can do what we can. So for those of you who are ready to bring some love to the world, you're needed and now is your time. The fear dance is theme number six. So the fear dance is not something I want to talk about too long because we don't want to bring the vibe down necessarily. There's enough of that flying around out there. But for some of you, you may have had an almighty reckoning around fear, either in this last month or recent months, or maybe in May it's going to show up for you, whether it's fear of what's going on in the world, fear of your own life, fear of your own circumstances. And at what point does our dance with fear make us sick or release or transform? There comes a point when the body can no longer support the vibration of fear and keep you alive and open to life. So some of you will be going through some tough times right now where fear as an energy is something you're really having to wrestle with. So if that is you, recognize what's going on, get as much support as you can around you, perhaps just have one or two people who you know you can trust to listen to you, to talk about this. And then look at what you can do to help yourself while you're going through this. Quite often we want it to be over, we want it to be gone. Doesn't tend to work like that, there are usually layers we are working through and for many of us past lives or past traumas or past experiences are involved and they're resurfacing in the body. So when you're in the fear dance, when fear has really gripped you, it can be very intense. But the point is you're supposed to get to a point where you can release or transform it. So ask yourself, how much time am I spending in fear? And how can I start to look ahead as to how I can move myself out of this fear dance and bring myself back to openness and life and to be ready to receive because when we're deep in fear, it's very hard for us to receive. So I send you some love if you're going through that right now. If it shows up for you in May, recognize it for what it is. It's, it's moving around for quite a lot of people at the moment and it needs to be released because collectively we swallowed a lot of fear in the last couple of years. So uh, the body, and this fits with the fear dance, the body shaking loose and unpredictable behavior. Some of you might be having various isms and schisms going on with your body and obviously check out whether there's anything going on there medically that you need to but some of you will be noticing that the body is how you are transmuting or moving through fear and of course there are so many things going on on the planet right now that we need to keep an eye on our health very very important and so do what you can to keep yourself as healthy as possible because we're definitely in a time where human health remains a focus. And I'm not talking about the word that I won't name on this platform. I'm more referring to all of the elements in our world right now that we are contending with that do not support health. So just be kind to your body. And if you're noticing your body is struggling or there's something going on for you, do what you can to support your body because we need this. It's very hard to maintain a fully open spirit 
when we are challenged by our body or when we are afraid of what's going on with our body. Finally, boundaries around your self-care if overwhelmed. If you have been around me for a while, you will know I somehow <laughs> always seem to come back to this. It's something I have to constantly practice and refine and learn more about. And it's a message for any of you, if you've tuned into this video, you're likely sensitive, intuitive, curious about your growth, your awakening boundaries around your self-care if overwhelmed. Very important to know when it's time to step back from the world, from engagement, in order to get your balance back. When we're out of balance, all kinds of stuff goes on. We're stressed, we're overwhelmed, we're reactive. But when we have a balance, whether it's through meditation or exercise, or just tending to the things that you like to do each day, for me, it can literally be 10 minutes outside with a tree and breathing. It can be so many different simple things. So observe your state and keep an eye on yourself, especially if you are someone who is helping a lot of people right now. Because as I said, the collective has gone through a really rough couple of years and we're still coming out of it. So make sure you're looking after yourself and filling yourself back up, especially if you are someone who is very used to giving to others. Okay, that is everything. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, as I said at the beginning, um, my Boundaries Masterclass, I will be broadcasting it live on the 21st of May, uh, but it's not something you have to be there for live if that doesn't appeal to you because everything will be organized into video modules after the fact. And it will end up with a few pre-recorded parts as well. will end up being about six hours of content, all focused on your boundaries. How do we lovingly set boundaries with others? How do we lovingly set boundaries with ourselves? And what is the boundary of our soul and our spirit? And how do we know when it's time to help someone or not help someone? Boundaries are so confusing and it's not a rule book that isn't personal, meaning no one can tell you uh, some formula that fits everybody for boundaries. It's actually very intrinsic to who we are as a soul. So I'm going to be both teaching and giving you several different exercises for you to be able to refine your boundaries in a way that's really aligned for right now and where we're going in the coming years so that you can have more of your own power, your own more sense of yourself and your own abundance, both the ability to receive it, but to give it out to people. And abundance for me is everything. It's your health, it's your presence, it's your ability to be in the flow. It's so many things. So we'll play a short trailer about that now in, a, in just a moment. If you're curious to be with us for the Boundaries Masterclass, would love to see you there. We released a song called The Deer's Cry. It's actually a protection prayer and it was written, believed to be written by St. Patrick in 433, and then it was set to music by a wonderful composer called Sean Davey in 1990. Devor and I were asked by a friend if we would do a cover of it, so we released it over Easter. Many of you have said how much you enjoyed it. We're so pleased. There's a video, you can also stream the song for free, or if you want to download, you can get a download too, but We'll put links underneath the video to The Deer's Cry and you can find it at leeharrismusic.com, home of all my music. 
And finally, Conversations with Disease Part 5 is the new MP3 for this month. Uh, we've been doing this ongoing series where Diana Edwards, who's a psychotherapist, interviews me while I'm channeling my guide's disease. Very interesting conversations, and this is part five, and that will be free as part of your portal membership this month. And the portal is where you get a 90-minute broadcast with me every month, and so many different elements. So I'm not gonna take up more of your time with that. If you're interested in checking out the portal, you can find the link underneath the video. But for now, everyone, lots of love from England. It was lovely to be here to do this one, and I hope you all can take really good care of yourselves this month. Take care. Hello, I'm Lee. I'm an intuitive, a channeler, and for the last 18 years, I have been guiding people with their energy and their spirituality. I have been a lifelong student of boundaries, and I think most of us are. Boundaries used to mean to me putting a line between me and someone else, or saying no. And I understand the need for that aspect of boundaries. It's important. And to learn how to do that in a skilled, compassionate, heartfelt way is a practice and takes time. But the other side of boundaries is that it actually increases our connection to have boundaries. So the people that we're connected to in life and those relationships can become richer when we know where our lines are and equally when we are able to respect their boundaries and to know what they might need. So in my masterclass on boundaries, we're going to take a full 360 look at boundaries. Not just the boundaries that you are perhaps needing to create in your outside world, but also how are we dealing with our inner world? Do we have boundaries around our time, our choices, the things that we're giving our attention to? Self-care and boundaries go hand in hand. When you sign up for the class, you will immediately receive a full channeled recording called Boundaries and Connection. This is something where my guides talk about the energetics of boundaries and how they're playing out in our life all of the time. I'm choosing to deliver boundaries live so that if you want to be with me for the live event, you can. I will be breaking up each module and building in some short breaks so that you have time and space to integrate throughout the class. And then you will have lifetime access to all of the material. We will be organizing the material in a very user-friendly way. So you'll be able to dip into sections and worksheets and use it as a refresher or a primer as you go along with your boundaries journey after you have experienced the class. If you feel this is for you, but you know you can't make the live date, if you sign up, you will receive the replay within 48 hours of the broadcast, and you will have access to it, to go through it at your own pace, in your own way. Boundaries has been one of the key game changers for my life, and I learned boundaries in a very resistant way. Like many, I thought that you shouldn't have boundaries, that if you really wanted to be open and connect with everybody, it, it wasn't good to have boundaries. And I learned the hard way that you can have boundaries that actually support deeper connection with others. It's a lot less chaotic, it's a little bit less painful. And so I'm going to share some of not only what I have learned with you over the years, but also having worked with people all over the world for the last 18 years on this theme and this topic, 
I wanted to give you an opportunity to take a deep dive into it in a way that can empower you for your life and for all of the connections that you're going to have in your life going forward.